Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. I am Tim, and joining me today is my friend Chuck. Chuck, are you there? I'm here, Timmy. I'm here like I'm here every week, Timmy. You are always a man that we can count on, Charles. And But we have a special guest today. Uh, Brandy is at an undisclosed location. She's in a drunk tank somewhere in uh, central Kentucky. Well, I think we we need to let our listeners know. Um, Brandy is in rehab again. Brandy had a had a had some drinking issues, and we had to send her back. That was part of the deal, Timmy. Yeah, so she probably won't be with us for what. How long is rehab? Like 70 days or something like that. But she usually breaks out after two or three. They usually take They usually give her her certificate after about two, three days to me because they're yeah. tired of, yeah, you're fine. Tired of dealing on. with her. There you go. Yeah. You're yeah. fine. See you Just later. Stay sober. Go to a mm. different place. Well, that gives us the opportunity, though, to welcome a very special guest on the podcast, a woman who is known as the uh who has the best voice in podcasting. Oh, I have to give you a long introduction, I forgot. And I didn't work that out. But our the very lovely Nina Instead. How are you today, Nina? I am well, Timmy. Thank you for having me. I thought the two of you would be tired of me after all the work on Deadball. Uh well no. we, Chuck Chuck was. Chuck was of course, but uh I insisted that you join <laughs> us today. Well thank and, you. And uh because because we're, you know, this is a very, uh, the topic we're going to, you know, we, we some, I don't know if you've noticed, if you ever listened to our podcast, uh, Nina, I, I, do. I certainly wouldn't if I wasn't <laughs> on it, but, um, sometimes we, we cover lighthearted topics and then sometimes we cover more grave topics. And today it's a, it's a very serious topic that we're going to talk about. It's about cannibalism and penis eating. Yeah. So uh, when we have something, we have a serious topic like that, we don't trust that to Brandy because sometimes she makes off color remarks. I don't know if you've noticed that about her, but she's been known. Uh, wouldn't you say, Colonel, sometimes she doesn't take things as seriously as we would like her? No, she doesn't. She doesn't give your scripts the gravity they deserve, Timmy. 
that's true. That's very true. So we're bringing in Nina because we know that you can handle this in a uh, mature, um, professional manner. Well, wow. she's a consummate professional, Timmy. Now, you've been podcasting since you were, what, 11, Nina? Uh, yeah, I think I was about 11 and a half when I first picked up the microphone. So, well, see, you got experience, and we know you do not take penis eating lightly. No, that's a very serious endeavor. It is. (laughs) And Chuck and I, uh, we also, we also uh, are very, you know, we're very respectful to this topic, and we're not making light of someone cutting off a penis and frying it and eating it. Um, Was it fried? Is that? Was that determined? Is, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is is penis uh, eating a is penis a breakfast food, Colonel, or would you consider it more of a, a brunch type of thing? Well, I would consider penis an entree to me, uh, but I'm not really sure what kind of wine would go with penis to me when you're serving penis. I I don't know if you would get a penis noir. You see what I did there, Nina? Uh, what now, Nina? You're you're you you know more about fine quality alcoholic beverages as opposed to uh, our other co-host who you know likes to binge on schlitz so and what kind of mad wa- dog 2020 <laughs> mad dog 2020 yes what would you if you were serving human flesh for dinner nina what what kind of wine would you serve with it? i would i would not serve wine i would offer up a cocktail a cocktail? Well, they. <laughs> oh, I see what you did, Dad Nina. That was very good. <laughs> see, that's why we have her on the show because it is. She brings to this the gravity that uh, that's that that really is called for in this topic with this topic. We're gonna t- of course we're talking about the German cannibal Armin Muse. Is that right? I say it right. You did. Nina? Yes, Nina's you did. My... All right, good. Armin Mews, the the uh, German cannibal, who uh, put an ad or posted an ad to eat someone's penis, and that's what happened. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let me rem- let me remind everyone: we are a comedy podcast. We sometimes use adult language, of course, uh, really with brandy. Not here; that's uh, usually not a problem because. Uh, the colonel is above reproach, and I know, Nina, you, you never use foul language in uh, during Already Gone. No. So it's really just brandy, wouldn't you say, Colonel? It's always brandy. Why, you know, now that she's not here and we can talk freely to me, mm-hmm. why do we have her on the show? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying think to think what she brings. Her, um, I think it's a condition of her parole. That she has to do something productive with her time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is it. This is her contributions to society. Well, and you guys want to support her recovery. We do. Well, not really. We don't really care. Yeah, not really. No. No, we're not into praying for recovery these days, Nina. We just live and let live. And and, and as... As the gods roll their dice and fate be what they must, what it must, we will just accept those outcomes. We're like Buddhist I, monks. 
Let me introduce our panel. As I mentioned before, we're very lucky to have with us today the very lovely and talented Nina Instead. Thank you, and Timmy. Welcome to the podcast, Nina. Thank you, Timmy. So what are you doing? Uh, you just came back from Michigan? I did. I understand. I was in Michigan. How was your trip? It was lovely. It was good to see. I got to see my son. I hadn't seen him since Christmas, and I got to see my brother and some old friends. So it was a very good trip, but I'm also glad to be back at home. And we can't give your location, of course, um, so we will not mention the state that you're in because you are just like Dick Cheney. You cannot. You're always at an undisclosed location. Now, the colonel on the other and side. And she will leaves. shoot you in the face, Timmy. <laughs> so <laughs> she's got that. Cheney will shoot you in the face. Uh, so what you're, you have to. Uh, how many podcasts do you have now? You have like 12, right? Yeah, I think that's right. No, right now I have I have two, maybe three, and I'm looking at a fourth. So you have, of course, already gone, which is like the like top podcast in the world. Not that we're jealous, Colonel. Yeah, no. Uh, I have already gone, and then of course I work mm-hmm. with you two cockwombles on Deadball. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You knocked that one right out of the park, then you know the uh, you just said the secret word. Cockwomble uh, was offered up to us by Russ Toppings. So thank you, uh, Ross, right? Ross Toppings. Thank you, Ross. Thank we you, appreciate Ross. you um, for uh, supplying us with this week's secret word, which is really not even a secret anymore because we said it. But uh, so, yes, you work on Deadball. And what else you got going on? Um, I'm still working on Dreaming with Nina. And then, which is a sleep podcast. So if you need something to listen to while you're trying to fall asleep, try Dreaming with Nina. Did you ever consider titling that Sleeping with Nina? I actually, I mean, I, th- it's, I wanted to call that's it That's my next podcast Nina, to me. But I was told no. Oh. I'm going to, I'm going to make, take out clips, Timmy, of, of the dead ball things and uh, put a podcast together of my own called Sleeping with Nina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. So, uh, but it's a podcast for people to fall asleep to. I, yes. Because you have a very calm, soothing voice. Yes. That's and, what i uh, So you're trying to cut into like the Salmonex, uh market a little bit. Right. That's what you're trying to do. Right. Why should NyQuil get all the action? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that should be your tagline for your podcast. I believe. Uh, roofied by Nina. That's what it should be called. <laughs> well, we're we are very happy that you're here today, and you you were uh, willing to um, fill in in such short notice. You know, we never know when Brandy is going to go on a bender. So she gets picked up, and you guys are left in the lurch. Yeah, and uh, she has no. You know, we love the colonel and I love our listening audience. We, I mean, how if we could. I think the colonel has like every every uh, listener's name tattooed on him at some so, at some point in his body at some point. In his body. Just initials, Timmy. Initials. Just initials. But 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 uh, you know we care about our listeners. We're here every day. We uh, or every week we put in uh, uh, full effort to bring bring our listeners uh, quality entertainment uh, and covering important topics like like this one today. But uh, Brandy, uh, Brandy apparently just doesn't care about our listeners. She goes on these benders. You never know when she's going to show up. She's like fucking, you know, she's 
She's like uh, she's a George Jones of podcasting, Timmy. She's a who? What? George what? Jones, the, the country singer. Jones, they yes. never knew if he was going to show up for a concert or not. Yes, it's no show. Uh, Herman is what we call her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as like me, they call me the mailman, Timmy. You know why? You know why they? Why? Nina, do you know why they call me the mailman? I do not. Because I always deliver, Nina. I always deliver. Um, yeah, so we appreciate you um, stepping in, you know, for her today. And hopefully she can, you know, get dried out and we'll be back next week. But, you know, you never know with her. Yeah. So you know, Timmy, I learned a, I learned a, uh, I learned an interesting fact about uh, our co-host today. I I I, okay. I didn't learn that. I've known it for a while. That other people might not know. Do you want me to tell them, or would you like to tell them first? Would you like to confess your sins before I put you before the congregation? You know? I have no idea what you're talking about. So go ahead. Now, 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 be careful, Colonel, because you know we have this wide listening audience. I think there's like 14 people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. almost 15 that last week. <laughs> Well, you know how, how the devil played softball. Right. Ms. Nina was uh, a hockey with her player. lesbian friends. <laughs> Nina was a hockey player, Timmy. Oh, a hockey player. Yeah, I had my own mm-hmm. lesbian friends. So how think... does that work? Like after, you, after someone scores a goal and you raise your uh, sticks up and all that and you hug, do you guys French kiss anytime? <laughs> During that, well, we're all wearing helmets, so it was not. Uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to kiss, not on the ice. Now, Colonel, in my mind, that's what happens, or should happen, and I think that's appropriate, don't you? Well, in my mind, in the locker room when they're getting dressed, they're putting on all the gear, but they're putting it on over teddies, Timmy. Over, <laughs> and then when they, you know, come back, they're all sweaty, but they still got sweaty teddies on. Sweaty teddies. Oh, and then they shower or all shower together? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so how oh. was it playing hockey? Are, were you good? Were you a good hockey player? I was, I was a pretty good hockey player. I enjoyed it very much. I miss playing. Uh, I went skating earlier this year before everything shut down. I can still skate. So it was fun. See, they, they got a, they're, 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 they, she comes from a hearty stock up there in Michigan. Colonel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, Timmy. So, do you, did you got did the the girls like get in you know like fights and do you have your own goons and all that? I did, <laughs> but no, generally did it you was really? a, I did. Um, generally, it was a pretty laid back. It was supposed to be a no contact league. The boys played contact hockey. We played a no checking version. Um, and there was the occasional the- fight. Yeah. Did you ever so did like- you ever hip check somebody in the corner just? Just knock them up against the boards, and you know. I did, yeah, yeah. Well, did you miss I, it? I'm interested in. I, I mean, you should have a whole podcast dedicated uh, to your hockey stories. To women's hockey, yeah, yeah. Because it, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of contact with women on women type of thing. Don't you think, Colonel? That that goes on a lot. Well, it reminds me a lot of the caged heat women in prison movies, Timmy. When I think about women playing <laughs> hockey, I think about women in prison, Timmy. Women brawling and fighting and stuff. 
I'll have mm. to ask Brandy what she can tell me about women in prison. <laughs> yeah. And Pullen was she a. She would know. She would know. Because, you, well, you know, your long hair coming out of the helmets was a hair pulling. Oh, yeah. And, you like know, that. they're pulling their jerseys off. And... Mm hmm. Yeah. I so I just. A, I think our, like our listeners porn, know Miss Nina a little porn bit. Option now. On, uh, on, uh, porn option on. Pornhub. Women's hockey. Or something. Women's hockey. Yeah, women's hockey. Back in the day. <sighs> I think that's hot. Yeah, I think that's pretty hot. Uh, let me introduce a man who is known <clears throat> throughout uh, the land. Uh, well, no, he's not known throughout the land. I don't even know what the hell he's doing. A man who is known. You know, he's been called the most dangerous man in podcasting, uh, Brandy. Nina, I'm, I'm sure you were unaware of that. But, no, that's very you know, in these dark times, you know, this is over this weekend. Of course, uh, President Trump's in the hospital. The, the whole... Uh, National security infrastructure is just like falling apart. But there's one man that we can turn to in these in these very dark times. He is known as an oasis in a desert of despair. The very honorable, the uh, best-selling author, Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel, if at all? Well, I'm not good, Timmy. I'm not good at all. Um, What's wrong? I, well, Timmy, we've been doing a lot of remodeling around the house here. Was you okay there, Nina? Yeah, I'm good. That was kind of a, okay. That, that was a. Uh, She's sighing we, we, already, and you. I, she <laughs> is. You, she is. <laughs> well, Timmy, we're, we're we're doing a lot of remodeling, and we, we we got fancy here at the house, Timmy, and got a bidet, Timmy. A bidet. A bidet. Yeah. <laughs> What Are you, you familiar with a bidet? Night, a huh? Are you familiar with what a bidet does, Timmy? No, not really. I don't think. Well, apparent, uh, and you, I, I assume, being fancy yourself, you know, you do know what a bidet is. I, I do. Yeah. Well, I thought, how hard could this thing to be? Timmy, well, a you bidet. need to break it down a little bit. You got to realize our listeners, Colonel. Yeah, for our non-fancy listeners, a bidet is basically a way that if you're sitting on the toilet, you press a little button and it shoots water up and washes off your off your nether parts, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I use a garden hose, Colonel. <laughs> but whatever, it's very much like that. Only the it's. So I, I, you know, decided to try this out. I got to test it out to make sure it uh, works. And so I had the water to pressure you money on toilet paper. Basically, is what you're trying to do here. I, I'm not really sure what the purpose of it is, Timmy. I don't really know. They just, you know, say here's a bidet. Could you install this? And I do it. Uh, so apparently, you sit on it, and it shoots a jet of water at you, Timmy. Which, in theory, sounds good, right? Unless this, it's like, think of the pressure nozzle with a car wash, Timmy. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this comes out as, okay? And if you're not exactly positioned in the proper place, that jet stream of water will hit you right in the man plums, Timmy. 
And then you just roll off the toilet onto the floor, curled up in a ball. You lose all your dignity, Timmy. You got none left after that. So it's sort of like when uh, Porky Pig sits on the oil, uh, you know, the the, the spot for it. Yeah, that geyser and it shoots up in the air. That's what you're saying. So you were, you were, uh, it was, was, the pressure took, uh, you made you hit the ceiling, in other words, basically. It was ugly to me. It was very, very ugly. You know, those are very popular in Asia. And Europe. Yeah. Well, I figure if you use the bidet right, you don't have to take a shower for five, six days, Timmy. Jesus, yes, you do. No, because you can if you if you get down on the floor, you can angle the bidet to get under your armpits and everything else. So you pretty much got all the you cannot all the places you need. Horse bath for a shower, no. Well, I'm just saying, but you have to be careful because you got to set the water pressure just right. Because if you get it too strong, it's it's kind of like you're the prettiest man in Folsom Prison, Timmy. But uh, you got to be careful about that. You do. You come out, you feel a little bit, uh, you feel, it's supposed to make you clean, but if you set the water pressure wrong, you come out feeling very, very dirty, Timmy. And my, if you don't get uh, it, it the right thing as I said, well, I guess it would. And if you get it, if you get it just aimed, not just right, Timmy, and it hits you, Hit you in the man parts. It's not something you're going to recover from anytime soon. I remember people were running out buying those, weren't they? And uh, when the uh, pandemic first started, and they couldn't get toilet paper. Yeah. How much did that, how much did that set you back, Colonel? A couple of thousand. I believe twenty nine ninety nine on Amazon. To me, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much it cost. I don't even look at how much things cost anymore, Timmy. Well, I mean, since you're basically not paying for it anyway. <laughs> yeah. This is Colonel is. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any money. and Yeah, so. when, I was, uh, when I was married, we, we bought our first house. And my, I came home, and my ex was uh, trying to, had a wrench out. She was uh, trying to tighten a, um, the faucet in the kitchen sink. And, you know, I, I made a big, you know, I got the, you know, made the man move like, no, 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 you can't do this. We, we don't mess with plumbing. We don't mess with electricity. So as I'm telling her this and trying to tighten this thing, you know, the water shoots up it's like on all over the ceiling, all over the kitchen. And what's the first response? What's our uh, man's first response, Colonel, when that happens? Um, my first response is I, I just let it go. I throw down the wrench and just walk away. <laughs> I put my finger over it. Oh, there you go, Timmy. Yeah. And that didn't work, surprisingly. It didn't work very well. But, so, uh, that's the moral of that story. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into this topic. Uh, we're going to talk about the German cannibal, Armin Muse. I hope he keeps saying his name right, and I won't forget it. To those personal, those who personally knew Armin, Armin Muse, Muse, Armin Muse would never have believed that the helpful, sweet, and charming man were, would eventually be turn out to be the monster of Rottenburg. 
Armin Muse, a 42-year-old uh, computer expert, had a re- high reputation around his neighborhood. When he was not working, Armin would spend time assisting his uh, community friends with car repairs and landscaping needs. And you've been known to help people out with their landscaping, haven't you, Colonel? I'm, Not I'm, manscaping. You wouldn't. We we would never suggest that you would help people with their manscaping, Colonel. But landscaping. No. Although if you turn the power up just a little bit more on the bidet, to me, it will do the manscaping for you. <laughs> it's it's got that kind of pressure to it, Timmy. Um, but see. yeah, I, I've helped people out before, Timmy. I'm, you know, now, you know me. Now he would he would he would even invite uh, his friendly neighbors over for dinner parties. Overall, he was considered the perfect neighbor, uh, or so everyone thought. Now, Colonel, I know that you have been have quite a reputation of being a friendly neighbor. I understand you had quite a uh, you had a um, interaction with one of your neighbors recently. I did. He hit my fence, Timmy. He hit my fence. But you know what I got right now, Timmy? What's that? I saw a hawk. Uh, I saw a hawk flying over. Well, not flying over my yard. It landed on my neighbor's fence. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't like. I I don't like humans. I don't like animals other than dogs. Mm-hmm. Other and and this was a big falcon. Uh, it was a huge ass falcon. Wait, was it? And a you know, I got both. They're not the same. Well, it was. It was. It was a was raptor. It a Maltese falcon. It was a raptor. So let's just cover all the bases. It was. It was a. a, it, was a uh, it was a Pekingese falcon. <laughs> Pekingese nice. falcon. Okay. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Peregrine. <clears throat> Pekingese. Uh, well, it was of the Peregrine Peregrine family, the Pekingese falcon. Oh, okay. Um. But the son bitch was big. It was big, and he was on my. And I was thinking, you know, he might be there scoping out Bo. Just wanted to take Bo. So I went to shoo him off. And, you know, I got as close to some bitch as you could get. And he just was not, another, he just was not afraid of me. What is with these animals that they don't fear humans? I don't like that, Timmy. Maybe animals should fear, fear humans. <laughs> I don't know. And, you I know, anyone else, he would have flown away. Yeah, you're not allowed to kill them. It's a federal offense to kill a kill a raptor, a bird of prey. Did you know that? I did not. I did not. Yes, no. but it it is not a federal offense to hit one with a walnut, Timmy. Then <laughs> you just happened to so have I a hit walnut him. with you. Well, I was in my neighbor's yard, and she's got a walnut tree, so oh. there was those green walnuts on the ground. So I thought, you little bastard, you don't want to move. So I hit him with a walnut, and he moved over to the roof. So now what I have, and I have not seen hide nor hair of this thing since, I have a 21-inch. My neighbor behind me, I, I've, run into, I've run into some problems with him before. I have a 21-inch decoy owl on the top of my fence post looking right dead at his door. So every time he looks out the window, he sees a 21-inch owl staring at him, Timmy. Now, I understand you got Bo some body armor that you're going to. Uh, he's I, got, I got Bo the raptor shield, Timmy. Bo is basically like, think of the Roman legion, Timmy. Uh-huh. 
Bo is going out with Bo- he's got a, he's got his own little flak jacket, Timmy. Wait, does the does the body armor weigh more than the dog does? No, it's actually very very light. Uh but it it's plastic and when the raptor comes down to try to try to puncture Bo's little innards, uh he will just hit this plastic and he won't be able to won't be able to do it. And by that time, now see <clears throat> falcons you can't kill them for sport, but they do fall under the castle doctrine. If you have a falcon in your yard, you can shoot it. Uh, I At see. least so that's my it's... interpretation of the castle doctrine. Don't shoot the bird. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that a crazy thing is now? It, if somebody like comes into my yard. Ground, right, Colonel? Mm. Well, it's the damnedest thing to me because if a person comes into my yard, I can shoot them. But mm-hmm. if a falcon comes into my yard, I can't shoot them. And the Falcon's more dangerous than the person. Well, the, yeah, the legislation, obviously, it was written by Falcons, Colonel. <laughs> the Falcon lobby is strong in Washington, Timmy. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, that's we need to get this campaign finance under control because the Falcon lobby is just running everything out there. You know, when I, mean, I was a kid, they used to talk about how they would, like, take babies away. I always thought that was going to be a bigger problem than it turned out to be when I grew up. It was like, you know, it's like quicksand. You know, I think it's going to be a big problem, but it really wasn't. But always worried about being hauled away by some falcon. And who knows where the fuck they take you. How they may take you down to Kentucky or somewhere and drop you off. Yeah, and then you're just way worse fuck, off yeah. down there. <laughs> I mean, Listening you know, to you know, the they drop banjos you off Lexington, in the background. A, you know, it's yeah. a $200 Uber ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reflect that, but no, Colonel. I was talking about your your neighbor. I don't know if you want to go in. I don't know if there's legal proceedings and you can't talk about it. But you were having some problems with your neighbor. Is what I was. Uh, well, I hit him with a garbage can one time, Timmy, and uh, but but I, I I got my anger management certificate, and that's all been resolved. Do you have the certificate um, framed on the wall in your office? I do have it in of, a drawer. He was kicked out of anger management class. Anger management drop Well, I was, I was kicked out of the group, Timmy. I was kicked out of the whole group session. Um, because the, the people in there, they were not in there faithfully in good faith trying to make amends, Timmy. I see. And that and angered me. Yeah, I was. I was trying I was trying to I was trying to be the best colonel I could be, Timmy. And, so he uh, started a brawl in the anger management group. Well, I just told him I thought they was cowards, Timmy. They was, <laughs> they was hitting on people littler than them. And if they were going to uh, go into anger management, it should be for picking on somebody at least your size. So I got to go to intensive individual anger management. <laughs> and I... Intensive... Uh, <laughs> That's like when you go to the airport and they they pull you pull you out of the line for extra security for you. <laughs> they yeah. did that to me. No, once I'm good. You, know? <laughs> you don't need to pull me out. I'm good. Well, you know that now. This is really uh, this really happened not recently. I have my privacy fence, and I believe my neighbor backed into it. And Bo got out, so I had to chase Bo around. And my back, my neighbor behind him. I don't mind naming him. His name's Richard. I was like, God damn it, Richard! You either hit my fence or you saw it. Or you what? You know what done? And he said I didn't hit my fence. And he said he was going to call the police on me. And I said, you know, Richard, I knocked you down once, and the police came, and I really didn't mind it. And so I'll do it again. 
And do you know the man did call the police on me? And when the police came, well, when the police came by this time, you know, I caught Bo. I'm sitting in the living room and I was kind of amused by it. And the police said, you know, we're just trying to be peacekeepers here. We're not, you know, just make sure nothing happened. And I said, you know, I've I've had my run-ins with the past. But I have my anger management certificate to show that I have rehabilitated myself. So would you like to see my certificate? I have grown as a person. I really did tell the police this. I said, I I have rehabilitated myself. uh, And I could get the certificate and and show this to you uh, as a gesture of good faith. So you know that you're dealing with a rational person. So you do have it framed. I don't have it framed. I have it in a manila envelope that I have easy access to if I need it for something. It's it vital documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to show that I am uh that I'm a better man than than I used to be, Timmy. Well, Colonel, I, I I'm proud of you that you've grown so much. Well, I had to I had to I had to round the family up together the other day and, and tell them. I said, you know, I've I've had a little bit of a spiritual awakening over the past few months. And this is what I said to my family. I've, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. But you motherfuckers will not let a person be a Christian in this house. <laughs> Try as I might, you won't let me be Christian in here. So that's what I'm running into, well, Timmy. Well, Satan is working through them, Colonel. <laughs> Satan is working through them. And and now I got one thinking about coming back home, Timmy. Just you get him out the door, and now I got people thinking about uh, coming back. Who's home. coming home? Uh, possibly Taylor, Timmy. Possibly Great. Taylor. Great. Okay. Yeah, he wants. He's he's considering going to law school, and if he goes to law school, he's going to move back home. So is that so he can That's defend good. you with your future police interactions? It or? it will save me some money. Taylor wants to be a lawyer to send CEOs to prison. That's what his life, he decided his life's calling is. He wants to send CEOs to prison. Well, that is admirable. So uh, where's he, uh, where's he thinking about going to law school? Um, He's looking at some schools in Chicago, but what he has found out is that the schools in Chicago are sometimes three times as expensive as UC's law school. Yeah, Cincinnati's a good school too. It's uh, yeah. I think it's a tier two school, which is really good. Yeah, yes. it, it, he should really check into UC. And it doesn't matter because last weekend, Timmy, I built myself, I fortified my my little man cave down here, Timmy. I built a wall. Yeah, did I built the wall. Well, I got my neighbors to pay for it. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah. I got they were only to happy, for too happy to. <laughs> yeah, they were all chipping. Is this in. the guy you hit with a garbage can? I'm sure. I'm sure he <laughs> yeah. contributed. Yeah. He ponied up. So yeah, I, I got. So I don't really care who comes into the house. I got my own room down in the basement. It's got walls and it's insulated. And your man my, cave. Yeah, I finally just built a wall. See, I can what? get a wall built in a weekend, Timmy. I could get a one wall built in a weekend. Four years well, later, we still got no wall, and Mexico ain't chipping in for anything. But you know who's going to be building a wall soon, I'm pretty sure, Timmy? Who? It's Canada. Canada's going to be building a wall and sending us a bill. I would 
Blame yeah, them. well, yeah, that's probably a good move on hey, their part. Hey guys, can, can we mm-hmm. talk about can we talk about Armin Muse? Armin Muse, good. Armin. It's, it's it. It was uh, interesting you bring him up because he's the topic of our podcast. Today. <laughs> I know, and he had, uh, he had a life goal it, of his it, own. That's. It was very, very weird, actually, because I, you know, I never talked about this guy. Have you ever talked about this guy with anyone else, Colonel? And, and I have not. And bringing this guy up out of the blue. It's spooky. It's almost like yeah, she really, could read really online, minds, well, Timmy. He, as I said, he was a well-respected uh, man in his community. Um, but his neighbors uh, did not know that he had some very dark secrets, Colonel. Armand Muse had a taste for human flesh. Your thoughts on that, Nina? Uh, I don't have a taste for human flesh. Colonel? Have you ever tried it? <laughs> have you ever tried just a little little teensy bit of human flesh? Uh, no. You never bit I so, mean, somebody I, so never hard they bled? Well, I can say that, you know, it, it's kind of who, it's not what, what human, it's kind of who the human is, don't you think, Colonel? Because some, some humans are not, a ta- as, not as tasty as others. Oh, I'd agree with that. And no, it's how you, pre- how you prepare them. It is really. Well. It, you got you, you to gotta season them and marinate them just correctly. I mean. Slow roast. Yeah, the, the Donna Party. I got the Dino Party cookbook upstairs, Timmy. Well, Armin really had a taste for human flesh. And in 2001, after an exhaustive internet search, how exhaustive can an internet search? You know, like you go, like, page, you know, you, like, go three pages or something. I mean, I don't know what well, constitutes an exhaustive. He was looking for very specific. He was looking for a very specific person, and I, and I think... It took a while to find this person because not everyone. Well, because and not everyone is going because what he was trying to find was a willing accomplice, someone who was only too happy to let our men eat him. Because that that is kind of hard. I mean, you don't usually see it on. Is Craigslist still a thing? I mean, I'm kind of like, is it? Is it okay? Okay. I guess you could look at face of service. You can't post that on there. (laughs) TOS. Um, I used to love Craigslist until they started cracking down on hookers. But anyway, <laughs> he he had um, he was looking for someone who was going to allow the, him to eat them. And you know, you can only do that once. Well, I mean, I guess you can only do it once. I guess you could do it more than once. But uh, depending on the size of the person, wouldn't you say, Colonel? Well. I guess you could. You could freeze them. Um, you could. You could even make. Uh, I wonder if you could make human jerky. I'm sure people you could jerky. Human jerky. It's oh. probably a little salty, though. You have to. Yeah. Watch, you have to watch yeah. your sodium, Colonel. I think I would be a little salty if people stripped off people <laughs> parts of my thigh. You know, I'm so, thinking though, Timmy, 2001. Uh-huh. Then and that only had like five pages on it. That's back. Do you remember 2001? That's back when you had. That's back when Netscape was a big improvement oh, on yeah. browsing. AOL. Yeah. Yeah. Dial up. 
man. I, I got, I, I met so many women on, remember IRC? I still use IRC, Timmy. <laughs> Is that where you go? I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure in a bootleg a group where we. I'm sure uh, they were cannibal rooms on IRC. Well, I'm sure there. I'm in a bootleg yeah. room where we trade books, Timmy. Uh huh. Electronic books. I I just You're got on the uh, dark web. My hobby. I am on the dark web, Timmy. But yeah, IRC is still a thing. Yeah, I need to check it out sometime. I I used to uh, I used to go on IRC all the time. You could kick people out of rooms and stuff. It was so fun. I, uh, Nina, I don't have much of a life, so that's how I, now I'm just, you know, now I just troll on Facebook. I try not to judge, Timmy. Thank you, Nina. I mean, unlike our other host, other female host, uh, you're, you, you have a heart, and, uh, Brandy is not known for her, uh, heart. Uh, she's known for her alcohol consumption. So she's known not for her, her liver. Yes, yeah. her liver exactly. Her barroom brawling. She has a sturdy liver. That's one thing. If we, you know, if there's one thing we can say about Brandy, she has a sturdy liver. And you know, if I'm pressed, uh, you know, someday to write uh, to say a few words at her uh, funeral, it will be that she has a sturdy. She had a sturdy liver. Well, I guess it would depends on. I mean, if she if she uh, dies of if I live uh, cirrhosis, I couldn't say that. Yeah. No. It all depends. It all depends. But, uh, you know, she does have a sturdy liver. Do you think Nothing wrong with that. Do you think she's going to go on trial? Maybe a famous German trial? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Because, you know, speaking of trial, you know, it's... Uh, this, is, this is a weird coincidence. Because speaking of a German trial, in one of the most extraordinary trials in German criminal history, I would think that would have been the um, Nazi trials at Nuremberg, but Nuremberg? maybe not. Maybe it's yeah. modern history. Okay. And uh, one of the most extraordinary trials in German criminal history, the self-confessed cannibal, uh, Armin Amuse, admitted that he had met a 43-year-old Berlin engineer named Bern Brandeis. Brandeis? Brandeis? Brandeis. Wait a minute. Brandis, okay. Uh, after advertising on the internet, and then proceeded to chop him up and eat him. Well, that wasn't very nice. It, well, I don't know. The guy wanted it apparently. So he was asking. For you know, it. He was asking for. We it. try he not just to kink shame it. on this podcast. We're a kink shaming free podcast, right? Right, right Colonel. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Except so, for I mean, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about Brandy's, you know, wearing leather and yeah. you know all the things Can't that she little... does and cat o' nine tails and <laughs> I don't know why they call it nine tails because there's usually like fifteen or twenty things. <laughs> I think it depends on the implement. Oh, so it sounds like you've had some experience yeah. in this. Uh, Tell Nina. us I more, mean, Nina. We Tell will defer more. to your yeah. expertise <laughs> in the BDSM uh, apparatus. I actually did I, a, an interview with a woman in the community, so I do know a little bit about the community because of an episode that I did. I did research. 
Uh, you research. Uh, That's what you, what? yeah. We do our research, too. It's just. We, yeah, we do ours on Pornhub. But, but you know, <laughs> each his own. What, what do we do it on, Timmy? Yeah, Pornhub. <laughs> All right. Armin Muse was born to a single mother on December 1st, 1961. uh, He was born after about uh, seven months after me, almost. But that's the only uh, coincidence between Armin Muse and myself. I don't like like eating um, people. In Essen, West Germany. That's when Germany, of course, was split between East and West. Armin never knew his father, who reportedly died by suicide in a mental health facility. Um, Armin... Not a very secure facility. I mean, you know, (laughs) he died of suicide, not... I mean, you know, there was rumors that he ate his heart out, but... uh, I'm sorry, that's terrible. (laughs) Armin did not have any brothers or sisters. Because he ate him, probably. Yeah, he ate him in the womb. He had triple. He was a triplet, but he ate the other two in the he womb. He was very. Yeah, I mean, grew up with his mother in a large house in the German town near Kassel. I think is how you pronounce that. Armin's mother Greta was a bit of a centric who inherited a great deal of money from her parents. All right, so you know, mom and dad is uh, grandparents are loaded. Greta never married and had little to do with her neighbors. At least she didn't eat them. As a child, Greta refused to let Armin out of her sight. She never allowed guests in the home and would not and would not turn on lights at night. Well, she was saving on energy. Nothing wrong with that. She was, that was that's probably yeah. It was nineteen. You know, it was nineteen seventies. There was the you know energy crisis. She was doing right. She always kept the dark. Uh, the house dark with curtains drawn. Sounds like me. So so far so good. <laughs> yeah, so far she's all right. Until her death, she insisted on uh, dressing Armin each day. Well, that's a little weird. Um, I mean, I don't know how old is he at this point. I mean, if he's like, you know, thirty-two, it's a little weird. During the week, she would dress him in boys' clothes, but on weekends. She insisted that Armin wore girls' attire. And, uh, Colonel, we, we certainly are not going to say anything wrong with that. Um, no, maybe, you know, if you want to create a serial killer. Now, if the kid just on weekends was like, Mommy, you know, I feel like being pretty this weekend or whatever, you know. Yeah, if it was the kids like to choice, play dress right? up, if the kid was the one to do it. But if the kid doesn't want to do it and he's about 14 years old, you're just kind of creating a, uh, <clears throat> you're creating a problem for society when you do that, Timmy. The right. I mean, is a problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even if she's dressing in boys' clothes that when, and while he's a teenager, that is, yeah, that's a problem. She often forced him to wear dresses and uh, underclothes. Well, I mean, I don't. Can't really I mean she should kind of encourage him to wear underclothes. I mean, she don't want him to go all No, you don't want to you don't want your thirteen year old boy going commando, Timmy. <laughs> especially in a dress. <laughs> yeah, especially in a dress. And because you know, when you you remember when you were thirteen, Colonel, I mean if there's a strong wind, you're yeah. gonna Yeah. 
you know, that never really goes away to me. Well, Armin was a good student and uh, had an above average IQ. Although he tried to make friends at school, his mother refused to let him interact with other children outside the classroom. Again, I don't, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. A former school friend recalls that he was, uh, that she was a domineering figure who scolded him in public. Greta would wait outside school all day and insisted that Armin spend recess with her instead of playing with his classmates. Jesus Christ. His mom needs a hobby. Well, he's just one head injury from being a prototypical serial killer. Um, So, uh, Greta looked for opportunities to embarrass Armin in front of his fellow students. That's wonderful of her. Scolding him for wetting the bed or wearing pan- her panties to school. Do you think they were clean panties? Oh, Ooh. man, I would I hope, hope so. so. And, you know, she uh, sounds Greta. She, you know. Well, it's in Europe, so, you know, they used a bidet there, Colonel. They did. They did. You know, when you're finding something really kinky, Timmy, when you're finding <laughs> something really crazy bizarre, it's almost always going to come out of Germany. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they're kinky over there. Yeah, They are. You know that um, it, it almost sounds like she was getting off on this herself, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know that's the case, but... Armin was often left humiliated by his mother, mother's actions, as you can imagine. Eventually, the school headmaster banned Armin's mother from school property. So she's a real sweetheart, mother of the year. Um, See, as for every kid that is left humiliated by their mother, Timmy, there is well, a mother left humiliated by their child, and that, that's what that's what me see, and my brother were, Timmy. We were the we were the children that would just we would do things, and my mother would just go back to the house in shame. <laughs> So, you know, it works well, both ways. So you think she's, like, getting even for mothers everywhere? She was. Yeah, she's she a, was. a little overkill. Leave, uh, living alone with her son until her death, uh, Greta constantly intruded upon Armin at every possible opportunity. When Armin was a teenager, Greta would insist on accompanying Armin on dates. Oh, fuck. And embarrass him None by telling happening. his... And embarrass him by telling his dates that a relationship is not possible because Armin was homosexual. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a cock blocker, man. That's expert level. Yeah, Armin Jesus. was probably a little bit, uh, a little bit pleased though because it lowered the expectations. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to want to go on a date and bring their mom along, man? Especially in high school. And, you know, she's in the back seat saying, yeah, you know, he sucks cock. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Mom, come on. Soon uh, Armin stopped dating. (laughs) Soon Armin stopped dating and became more and more isolated. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) It would only take one date to learn you. It's like electric Uh, shock, Timmy. You can train the boy out of dating. Man. By the time he was 17, 
he would barely come out of his room, I guess. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Fuck. Every time she would have company over. <laughs> She'd have company over every time he'd walk into the living room. <laughs> She'd just say... <laughs> This you motherfucker has probably tried. Hey, homo. I'd be, <laughs> Colonel, I'd be trying to get over to East Germany. You? <laughs> I just, just picture little Amin opening his door, trying to check you know, out, I, seeing I, where his mother is. <laughs> Sneaking in, getting him a bowl of fruity pebbles. Running know, back I'd to have, his room. I, I would have the West, Germany, West German army shooting at me trying to get over. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get over to over the, the other wall. side. Oh, man. I, I just think if your mother's telling everybody you're gay, and just, <laughs> you know, at every opportunity and putting you in a dress and putting you in fancy underwear, that you just... God, she must have fucking hated him. Yeah. Well, soon, Armin stopped dating, as I said, become more isolated. In 1979, Armin, who was 18, joined the German military in an attempt to escape his overbearing mother. Uh, but Greta refused to let her son go. She... Man, this, this... Greta would even go on troop outings when he was serving in the German army. This is how you end up fucking... Eating another human being. Right. This is how you end up. I'm surprised he didn't end up on on one of the German towers with a rifle. He Jeez. just ate a person. Greta this next wrote, part is just uh, bizarre. Greta wrote numerous letters to Armin's uh, commanding officer requesting that her son be released from the military service because he was homosexual and, and may attempt to sexually assault his comrades. <laughs> She was even going on the troop outings, Timmy. <laughs> she like running She's alongside. She's cock blocking him with women and men. Ugh. In all, Greta sent 148 letters to various military officials and politicians requesting her son be released from military service. God damn it, Ma. Come on, Ma. Finally, the military relented and granted our. <laughs> Fuck him, get him out of here. Granted uh, Armin a discharge in 1981. Armin was furious as he had come to love the military. Reluctantly, though, after being discharged, Armin returned to his mother's house where he became increasingly isolated. Uh, to keep Armin occupied with things he could do at home, uh, Greta bought Armin a home computer in the late 1980s. So you know that came with AOL, I'm sure. Dollar, oh, hell, the in, late dollar 1980s. That was before AOL, Timmy. Yeah. Oh, that was, was what was it, CompServe? Remember yeah, that, Compu CompServe? CompuServe? Yeah. CompuServe, yeah. The internet was new at the time, but it offered Armin an escape from his mother's influence without ever leaving his room. Greta was happy because now she felt her son would never leave her, which was her biggest fear. Armin met many new friends online and became active in a community bulletin board and news groups 
which uh, were the social media of their day. Armin, you remember news groups, Carol? Oh, yeah. News groups were much like IRC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Armin and bulletin boards is, I guess, similar to like Reddit, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Reddit of their day. Yeah. Armin uh, would interact with other uh, computer fanatics and he became quite knowledgeable about home computers. It was around this time that Armin became aware of internet porn. Although internet porn was relatively new at the time, Armin would spend hours view, viewing sites such as Persian Kitty. Remember Persian Kitty? <laughs> I remember Nina. Persian I re- Kitty. I do remember it, Persian Kitty. I remember telling my boss about it. Changed his life. It, it would it take you an hour to have... Timmy, oh, remember man. how the pictures would download in lines? Like, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd start to download you to it. 10 minutes yeah. to see someone's tits. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. usually they weren't Persian worth Kitty the wait. Is still there. Oh, is it? it is. Yeah. All right. So Ooh, we got to check that out later. On Persian Kitty. It looks exactly the same. Does it? Uh, Probably uh, hasn't. But it would have it would have a lot of videos and a lot of photos and yeah. Like oh God, I'm gonna lose thousands. you two now. You're both gonna be on Persian Kitty for the rest of the episode, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. It's just research. Now my, I got the rest of my afternoon plan. <laughs> Ar- Armin would masturbate for hours looking at pictures of nude and scantily dressed young ladies. It was during this time he discovered he was also attracted to men. Well, fulfilling mom's fantasy there or her Her prediction. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Prediction, yeah. Upon realizing he was attracted to men, he had a terrible uh, panic attack and had to be treated at a hospital. Armin told the attending physician his worst fears were becoming reality. He was becoming exactly what his mother claimed that he was a latent homosexual. So, um, yeah, there's, I don't know, that whole dynamic between him and his mom is really odd. <laughs> Armin. <laughs> the problem, not him. Yeah, I think so too. Armin started seeing a psychologist who reassured him that his feelings were quite normal and there was no shame being attracted to members of the same sex. Uh, Armin found counseling sessions, like, uh, Armin found that counseling sessions quite liberating, and began to explore his homosexual tendencies online by viewing gay pornography. As and one Nina. Does. Yes, Over Nina t- will tell us what happened. Over time, however, his typical sexual fantasies were no longer enough to arouse him. He started to explore BDSM and other non-traditional sexual fantasies. He became a non-traditional. Member- See, that's non-traditional. Persian Kitty. Is just a gateway porn drug. It leads to other things. I wonder if Persian Kitty has a female hockey player (laughs) session. I think you have to go to Pornhub for that. Yeah. So he joined. I'm sorry, Nina. Oh no, it's fine. He became a member of a bestiality news group because we're back in news. Holy Christ. As well as a group which catered to... Well, you got to keep up. You have to keep up to date on all the bestiality news, don't you, Colonel? Well, yeah. I mean, if there's you know, you miss a day, you miss cow a lot. disease going around, you want to know about it. Yeah, the cow's not going to milk itself. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> that's, mm. that's what I've often said about the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could milk yourself. It's just not as fun that way. But it's cheaper. <laughs> it is cheaper. He also joined a group that catered to men who enjoyed being humiliated in front of others. Despite these strong sexual desires, Armin never took steps to bring his fantasies to life. He refused to meet his Well, now he's got friends. his mom It would be in the way. Yes. <laughs> he go to a BDSM be group, mom would be there and criticizing <laughs> him. I wonder if his mom was in the same chat rooms. I don't know. God, that would be awkward. <laughs> it would be. He would not. You know, you know, it would probably be a nice thing, though, if you enjoy being humiliated in front of others. Because well, yeah. life is just a constant journey of being humiliated in front of other people. So if yeah, you can she... find enjoyment out of that, then you'll, you, you pretty much got 90% of life beat. Sure. Yeah. Just my. My my interjection there, my thought is, you know, <laughs> life. So you, life what is, you're saying, it, Colonel, is is that um, because you're they you you're humiliated daily, that if that was your thing, you'd be right. a happy camper. Yeah. Everybody would be happy. Yeah, life is just a string of rejection and humiliation and disappointment. <laughs> So if you enjoy those things, well, you're probably the happiest, happiest penis eater. <laughs> you wouldn't have to go the on the internet looking to eat people. Exactly. Well, he refused to meet his online friends in real life and instead chose to masturbate to his bizarre sexual fantasies. He became more and more socially isolated. And this Oh, you know that keyboard of his? Man, it must sticky. have been gross. Oh, yeah. You know he had all kinds of cans of air that he needed to. (laughs) This suited Greta just fine because her son now seldom left the home. In the late 1980s, Armin and his mother had a terrible fight because Greta suggested that the two of them should become legally married. (laughs) Whoa, okay, Mrs. Norman Bates' mama. She was completely serious about this. She'd even purchased fake documents for her son so that the two of them could become man and wife using an alias. I mean, really, at this point, what the, you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, well, in fairness, I think she might have just been looking for estate and tax purposes. Right. So that doesn't make it nearly as weird. Right. Yeah, I... Yeah, my mama do. Th- it seems like it would be wrong to marry your parent. <laughs> if, well, as, as she used to say, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> See, you know, the, the strange thing is here, Timmy, we're telling this story about the freak who gets on that bestiality. You know, he's, he seems and, more normal now. For some exactly, <laughs> she's the freaky one in the story. Yeah. Oh, give him, give him a little time. So he normally would do whatever his mother wanted, but this time he refused her bizarre request and said that he would move away and leave her forever. And this made Greta relent and drop the idea of the two of them getting married. But 
her suggesting this caused real damage to their relationship. Armin began to fantasize about killing his mother and moving far away. Oh. Yeah, it took a dark turn there. Yeah. He knew he was I'm not going to judge him at this point. <laughs> she she should have just asked him could we be exclusive for a little while first before she hit him with <laughs> Can we just date? <laughs> yeah, can we just date? Can we Can we just Netflix for a little bit? Oh, Come over here and watch show. Netflix with me. He knew he could never hurt his mother, but his fantasies became more violent in nature. He started spending hours each day searching the content for excuse me, searching the internet for violent sexual content. Which I imagine that's okay. who does who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't really. In well, addition, I mean the you know the uh, female hockey porn is probably violent. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's probably pretty rough. In addition to seeking like... out content, he interacted with others who shared the obsession with violent porn. You know, violent porn, it's, it's, it just seems like you can, you can do one or the other. You can't do porn and can't do violence. Yeah, they really should. You really should. They really should be separate lanes. Yeah. Like MMA porn. It's just, there's <laughs> violence and there's porn, you know? <laughs> Right. I mean, you you can be wrestling, you can be throwing punches, you can be doing whatever, but it's Although hard to there be. There is some good point out there with uh, women wrestling each other, and then after the, the whoever loses, they have to you know they have to pleasure the person, the woman who won. Not that I know, I just read You've about heard. it somewhere. Yeah, I've heard. Kink dot com. Kink dot com. Our new sponsor. <laughs> So his mother, Greta, died of a stroke on October 5th, 1998. Aww. Yeah, that was oh, almost, poor Greta. 22 years ago. When did she Greta. died at home? Sure, she died at home. Although I wonder his... if he banged her before they picked her up. Oh, gross. <laughs> well, I mean, he had all these violent fantasies built up. Might not even have been a stroke. He might have just wrapped okay. a plastic bag around her head. I know if somebody put me in a dress and then asked me to marry him twenty years later, I'd be, I'd be, I would have thought about four hundred and twenty-seven different ways to kill him. So well, maybe he just so, finally came so she, through. Well, I mean, it could have been. I mean, look, she probably did not. Maybe it was her diet. <laughs> it could have been. I, maybe I mean, she was know. zinc deficient. It could Is that what you think? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know at this point. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline 
high-end definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. While his mother's death I'm sorry, go ahead. While his mother's death saddened him, he also found it very liberating. Within days of his mother's funeral, Armin was going out and interacting with people like never before. He was a new man. Oh good. See? Spread in his wings. Like yeah. a like a Pekingese falcon. <laughs> Pekin exactly. East okay. yeah. His neighbors were surprised with how outgoing and friendly Armin had become. He started mowing his next-door neighbor's lawn, he repaired their car, and even invited them around for dinner. Other residents mm. in the small German town of Rotenburg were, were pleasantly surprised how he came out of his shell and was suddenly an active member of the community. Armin appeared happy, and it appeared he enjoyed being around others. A new man. A new man. Yeah. Despite well, that's because he didn't have. That's that's because he didn't have. It used to be when he mowed the lawn, he had his mother telling the neighbor, "Watch it. He likes to suck wieners." <laughs> this boy, this, <laughs> you know, that will keep you in the house when you you know if do you want to go to the mall with your friend? Sure, but your mom's ten feet behind you saying. Saying he's homosexual, homosexual. You know, I was in <laughs> Chicago one time to me. It reminds me of a bit of a story. Okay. I'm in Chicago one time and uh they got one of these street preachers there and he's got like a little karaoke machine where he's got a microphone and he's blaring it out. Uh-huh. And uh he's pointing at people and saying, you know, uh fornicator, you're going straight to hell. Get your life together, find Jesus. You're going straight to hell. Was this all directed at you? Just random people on the street. Now, I've got the two boys, you know, the twins and Logan, and I'm walking down. Renee's walking with us. And all of a sudden, he points at me and says, homosexual, homosexual. (laughs) Now, I'm smoking a cigarette at the time. And he says, homosexual, you're going straight to hell. Get your ways straight. Get right with Jesus. You're going straight to hell, homosexual. And I I was compelled to yell back to him that I was, in fact, a fornicator who was, at that moment, violating my own temple, my body, by smoking a cigarette. But I was in no way, clearly, a homosexual. It, 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 It just, his leap of logic just threw me. I don't know what it, it. Well, you know, he was. But I could imagine her mother, his mother, carrying a karaoke machine around. With him. <laughs> and every time he went to cut the grass, yelling, homosexual, homosexual, cut your grass. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she did it to kind of keep people away from him, I guess. Well, it, it tended to work, it looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. It wow. was effective. Despite being more sociable and outwardly appearing more normal, 
he was still online pursuing his bizarre sexual fantasies. Armin was a man of varied tastes. While he enjoyed viewing violent porn, he became obsessed with the thought of cannibalism. He read everything. They have their, I wonder if there's, are there a, a cannibalism, like, uh, I'm sure there are websites dedicated to that, right? Well, we're, we're going to get to that. Okay. He read everything that he could find on the subject and became aroused when reading or discussing eating another human being. In Whoa. early 2001, he posted is, an is ad that strange? on the internet. Go ahead. Oh, he posted an ad on the internet looking for, quote, a young, well-built man that wanted to be eaten. Hmm. And, you know, they're hard to find. I mean, they're real. I mean, you would think that that would be easy. You know, there's so many, you know, you get so much exposure on the Internet. And, you know, there's someone for everyone. But, you know, find someone willing to be eaten. It's not as easy as it sounds, Colonel. Well, and then now you want the well-built. Because you can find all kinds of fat guys that want to get eaten. You know, <laughs> self-loathing fat guys who also have mothers that followed them around and said homosexual. So they were like, fuck it, just eat me, just chop me up. But uh, yeah, he wanted a well, he was getting picky there. Yeah, well-built. So he wanted a well-built one. This controversial advertisement was posted on the Cannibal Cafe Forum. And he used Cannibal these, Cafe. The Cannibal That's, Cafe it, Forum. It it's a catchy title. It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah, alliterative. Yeah. He had the username Frankie, and the Cannibal Cafe was a website and forum for people to talk about their cannibal fetishes. And I'm not going to look that up to see if it's still there. One of you. Well, there's search up, history. There's yeah, we'll we'll check that out on the Persian everyone. Kitty. Yeah. <clears throat> Believe it or not, many men replied to his ad. And he went through many of the candidates and either decided they were not the right fit or the candidate themselves decided to back out. So this motherfucker is choosy now. Yeah, he is. Picky. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to be selective when you're wanting somebody to just... Have you ever bit somebody so hard you broke the skin? I have not. Maybe. Nina? I'm assuming you have. Yeah. Have you? Well, I was forced to one time. I had a... <laughs> I I didn't have a choice. Person left me no choice, but just curious if other people did that too. I, I don't know if that constitutes cannibalism or not, because I didn't you actually know, it's swallow a, the it's flesh. It's hard to have a long-term relationship with someone <clears throat> if you're into cannibalism. I, it think, is. Because every day there's less of them. Somebody's ear. Mike Tyson, yeah. It's here in Cincinnati, yeah. actually. The the uh Evander Holyfield, I think. Mm-hmm. Um wasn't it Chuck Evander Holyfield? He bit uh, yeah. Mike Tyson bit his ear off. Bit part of his and ear. And there's off. a uh Montgomery Inn, which is a restaurant here, and they have a lot of sports memorabilia here in Cincinnati. They have the piece of ear that uh supposedly that Mike Tyson bit off. Now, if you Timmy, if you will indulge me, I will I will tell you a story from my youth that was that was while both funny, it was quite disturbing too. <clears throat> we was uh we me and my friends went out one night and we we got into a little bit of a, a skirmish, you know, with some some other fellas who weren't acting right, right. So they take us all to the same. It was the it was the Kenton County Jail across the river, mm-hmm. and they took us all to the jail. 
you know, and, and they was just basically drunk tanking us to me. You know, we had to wait until they decided we could leave or somebody would pick us up. Except they put the people that we was having a skirmish with, it was, you know, me and three other friends, and they put these other four guys in there. Well, one guy, he he let the alcohol get the better of him, and he just continued to go on and on and on and on. And, you know, by this time, I was just kind of tired, and I'm laying on a bunk, and I just, you know, want peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. But one of the other guys there, Timmy in the cell, got tired of this other guy talking and told him, you know, why don't you be quiet? Why don't you just shut up? And why don't you just uh, whatever? And they started to appear to get what was going to be part of a scuffle. This is a true story. To me, I had to watch this with my own eyes, and I knew it was going to be bad. And so the other guy, who was not so yappy, just telling the other one to shut up, as they got up and got in each other's faces, one guy grabbed the head of the other one and bit off the tip of his nose, Timmy. Oh, Jesus. In the Kenton County Jail. And you, and, I mean, you, it's hard to get the tip. Of, you can't get another tip to your nose. I mean, it's not like. Well, it didn't right? completely fall off. It was like on a hinge. It was just dangling oh. to me. <clears throat> and I knew that this was going to be bad because mm. I knew the guards. It's were a bad all reflection be- on, on all of you, really. Well, what happens is then they separate y'all and they don't do that gently. You know, you, you're all curled up and you're kind of comfortable and now you got guards. But yeah. Actually, seen somebody do that before, and uh, I think they just super glued it or did something, you know, put it back on. But it, it was pretty disturbing to see a big, you know, yeah, it I was like imagine. the Vander Holyfield thing. So yeah, the the guards don't like when you have incidents like that in the jail when you just. Uh, and luckily, I wasn't part of it, so I just you know got left alone. But but your nose bleeds a lot to me. So yes, I did witness a little little cannibalistic scene there. Hmm. So that little piece of Colonel history. <clears throat> well, it and it's it's related to the story, Nina. Yeah. Yes. Which a lot of times his stories are not very related, but this one happened to be. Yes. But he didn't he didn't eat the part of the nose. He left it on there for the guy to. Yeah, he wasn't was doing prepared. it. That was very thoughtful yeah. of him. <laughs> So Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. So after many failed attempts of finding the right man for the job, Armin finally received a message from Bern, excuse me, received a message from Bern Brandes. Bern Armando Brandes, a 36-year-old computer engineer from Berlin, had always dreamed of being eaten. Well, who hasn't? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know. Some some little boys dream of being baseball players. Some <laughs> yeah. dr- some dream of being president. Yeah, Brand want to be an astronaut. What's his name? Brand dreamed yes. of being eaten, being eaten. But you know, and we all have to. We all have our dreams. It's true. You have to have a goal. You have Never to have give a goal. up yeah. on your dream. To family and friends, Brands was a regular guy. He had a job and a girlfriend who loved him, and he intended to marry her. But under the surface, he had a strange desire to be eaten alive. Suffering Hmm. from abandonment issues and depression, Brandis thought that he would be the perfect fit for Armin's flesh-eating fantasy. 
The two exchanged emails for about a month before they agreed to meet up. I wonder what they well, talked they got about to know each other. It's important to get to know each. I don't know. <laughs> you think they had a little small talk? Like, you know, how's your day going? <laughs> yeah. Have you ate anyone today? Or? Not today. Oh. <laughs> you, have, you think they had like, you know, you think that there was like a lot of like, Double entendres when they're talking about, oh, I'm going to get something to eat, or, you know, where would you like to eat? Could or, be me. Little wink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling a little hungry. Wink. Yeah, it's probably, they probably, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm going to grab a bite to eat. And then, then the other guy's like, oh, you should be eating me. You think they did that? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. a little flirty. Yeah. Yeah. Cannibals, cannibal, uh, cannibals are known to be, you know, flirty. Well, oh, and yeah, the witty. <clears throat> Cannibals yeah. are witty. They're witty people. Mm-hmm. On March 9th, 2001, Brandes boarded a train for Rotenburg. Armin picked him up at the train station, and the two men made the long drive to Armin's house in the country. But about 20 minutes into the trip, Brandes asked Armin to stop the car and take him back to the train station. Uh, he was getting cold feet. Armin stopped the car as requested, and the two sat and talked for a while. And again, wondering what they're talking about. Yeah, well, you know, it, you know, it's probably like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. You know, I thought I wanted to be eaten, but you know, I don't, maybe, I, maybe we're rushing into things. But I really want to eat you. I know. <laughs> but we've talked about this. I'll let you have a taste. <laughs> he does. So, uh, do we find pictures I mean, of these people? Because I want to see if I he want... was uh, <clears throat> well built. Okay, pull him up there on your uh, World Wide Web, Colonel. He's not on Cur- Persian Kitty, so let me go not to yet. Google. Not yet, yeah. I mean, wonder if he had like any input on how he was going to be, you know, how he was going to be prepared. I mean, you know, is he like on a... So basting I, 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 him would be foreplay, Timmy. Do what? Basting him would be foreplay. <laughs> yeah. It's like those cartoons where, you know, they always had Bugs Bunny in the cannibal pot. You know? With a few carrots around him. I don't know. I'm looking at a picture of him, and, and it's just a headshot, so it's hard to know if he's actually well-built. Well... I mean, you can't really be pick. I guess he was. He got a lot of responses, but he wasn't. He wasn't a chubby chaser. I think he wanted a well-built guy that he would be attracted to. Oh, but I see. I don't get that. I mean, it's almost like, and I don't know if we get into. The, it's been a while since I read the scripts. So I don't know how how we get into this later, but it's almost like with serial killers when they. When they devour their victims, like they're trying to keep that victim with them or something. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what, what the psychology of it is. But. No, I. So they but I do guy. wonder what they talk about. Yeah, well, they talked and Armin turned the car back to the train station and then Brandis said, wait, wait, I'll do it. He said, you know, I'm afraid See? if I back out now, I will never live out my fantasy. Yeah, he should have got on that train. Well, yeah. you know, he, he, I I admire his uh, dedication to his craft. You know, it's almost as if he was more 
into it. I mean, as into it as Armin. Mm-hmm. So they drive back to the farmhouse, and when they arrive, Armin leads him up to the master bedroom, where again they're making small talk, wondering what they're oh, talking about. Armin, Armin probably put on a robe, put a little high karate on, put a little Tony Bennett on there, or, or maybe Barry White. A little Barry White. What song? Uh, what song do you think would be best for to eat somebody with? Uh, uh, something by the fine young cannibals. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Colonel, we've got uh, some requests. You know, I forgot to mention, we had some requests for you to sing uh, Afternoon Delight. Do you know that song, Colonel? Yeah. I do know that song. Sky Rockets in Flight. I just saw that. That was uh, Starland, Starland Vocal, Band. Vocal Band. Yeah. They were a one yeah. hit wonder to me. No, I never liked be, that song. They shouldn't been they shouldn't been fornicating during the daytime. No, that everyone they been knows at work. that sex should be done in the dark. In, it should be uh, behind behind closed doors. Lights off yeah. under the blankets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Yes. It lasts no longer than three minutes. If it lasts longer than three minutes, then you don't know what you're doing, Colonel. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. As I as I always say, and I don't know if you have heard my <clears throat> my theory on uh, a good sexual encounter, Miss Nina. But a good sexual encounter, and and I know you like horse racing, correct? <laughs> it should racing. be like the it should be like the Kentucky Derby. The first one that crosses the finish line wins. Sure. That's, that's the way that's it should be, view. you know. But you know, now you got all this women's lib, and they want to enjoy sex yeah. too. I, it's it's crazy. It's really, you really need. I mean, sex should be very quick, and there should be a lot of paper towels. And it <laughs> should, yeah, it should just get to the point. <laughs> now we know why well, he got the bidet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No one should enjoy sex, Nina. No one. Right. You're single. Well, what's so funny is the Germans are, they're so. Oh, they're kinky. They're kinky. But they're They're uptight. So when they get to the bedroom, they let all that pressure go. They just, you know, because they're tense people, the Germans are. Yeah, yeah, they're tense. They're very tense. But they have to relieve that pressure somehow. Usually they do it by invading small countries, but. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's sexual. That works. Mm-hmm. So once they're back at the house, Armin gives Brandis 25 sleeping pills. and Oh, gave him the old Samanex. Oh, yeah. And then says that he should wash them down with a mixture of schnapps and liquid cold medicine. <laughs> That's crazy. So it was a NyQuil. The NyQuil. <clears throat> yeah. NyQuil cocktail. Twenty-five Brandis, sleeping pills. That's a twenty-five lot of sleeping, sleeping pills. pills. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So once Brandis started to feel the effects of the drugs and the booze that he'd consumed, Armin set up a video camera to record the horrendous acts that were about to take place. That's what's fucked up. Marijuana is illegal, and you can smoke marijuana from now. I mean, here in Ohio, and I know in more enlightened states like Michigan, it's. It's legal. 
But in Ohio, it's illegal. In Kentucky, it's illegal. It's illegal in Georgia. And it can't, and it can't, it can't hurt you. But NyQuil is, I mean, you know, Salmonex, Unisom, it's, it's legal. Tylenol you take 10 PM. of those, yeah. and you'll never, you never have to worry about falling asleep again. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> now we're getting to the good part in here. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Once Brandis started to feel the effects of the drugs and liquor he'd consumed, Armin set up a video camera to record the horrendous acts that were about to take place. Armin's because when you eat someone, you really should do it on video. Right. And if you want to eat someone, you start by sexually mutilating them. Armin sure. cut off Brandis' penis and asked if he wanted Ooh. to taste his flesh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, you know, Brandis, this is what I don't... Do you oh, think I am crossing my him? legs right now? Do you think how how did he stop him from bleeding to death? Well, I, I, here's the thing, Colonel. You know, did you notice how Nina just read that? Just flowed right off. Of it her just yeah, just not a not a flinch, not a quiver, not no. a anything. And yeah, women I, are always like that. Kick him in the balls. Do they realize? <laughs> they don't realize. <laughs> they don't. But they don't accept the responsibility that comes with I mean, uh, you know, they always, you know, they always hype up childbirth and stuff like that. Yeah. I had a kid. I'm not cutting so. off anybody's junk. I'm just reading the script <laughs> that you sent me. It's the way that you, well, you said it. He cut off his yeah, penis. It's you like, have to you have to say it in a way where you uh, you you pay homage to the pain that this yeah. poor man is in. You know, it, you you gotta, You didn't even flinch when you said it. No, it's, she seemed to enjoy it. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> he cut off his penis. I'm reading my hmm. mind. I, I, I think you Me and Timmy was dropping down on the floor, curled up in a ball, holding my <laughs> <a> junk. <laughs> We're in a fetal position right now. Yeah. So he took the flesh to the kitchen and he cooked it. And <clears throat> I'm wondering how he cooked it. Like, did he just throw it in the microwave like it was a hot dog and... Press the thirty-second button, or did he like saute? Well, do they have a? You know how they have like little buttons on your microwave, like for popcorn or pizza. You think they have (laughs) a penis button? A penis button. I never checked, but I don't have to look. See, you can't. You just can't microwave penis. You can't microwave human flesh, Timmy, because Hmm. it just makes it tough. What you got to do is sear it first, Timmy. Lock in the juices. I mean, I would saute it. I would think that would be. Yeah, I'm thinking but, you know, a that's little me. butter, that's, that's a me. little white wine, hot pan. Well, see, see, you're you're a classic broad. I mean, you're a classic. Yeah. But you know, Brandy, she was just she would just you know eat it like she was eating Cheetos or something. She, would, <laughs> like, she wouldn't flinch. Like she was eating a big piece of beef jerky. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just chew a tear a big tearing chunk into off it with it. her teeth. Yeah. You have to realize that this is the most important part of a man. This is our whole identity, mm-hmm. uh, Nina. And to to you have to have you have to handle it with certain reverence, don't you, Colonel? You have to handle a penis with care, Timmy. Yes, handle with care. Well, Brandis complained that his penis was too tough to eat. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, see, probably he I've probably should sauteed it. <laughs> If I had a dollar for every time I heard that one. <laughs> sometimes they want to. Sometimes they want you sometimes to pay more. Sometimes they want all the dollars. Yeah. 
<clears throat> you want me Whitney? to eat that? It, it's a negotiation ploy. Yeah. That's what they usually, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. When the attempt at eating his own flesh was unsuccessful, he asked for a bath. So Armin ran a warm bath for him and let him soak in the tub for hours. While he was in the tub, Armin picked up a book, and it was, uh, he picked up a book and sat in a comfortable chair reading a Star Trek novel, as one does. I wonder if that was the, I wonder which episode, uh, which book that was. Or which, you know, was it classic Trek novel, or was it TNG? That's what I mean. Space be, it, Nine. It, usually, you know, I do uh, uh, exhaustive research, but I just couldn't find that. Yeah, I'd um, like to know. And uh, isn't this guy's bleeding at this point? You would think he would still be bleeding out and have his dick well, cut off. That, yeah, that comes in right here to me. While, while checking on Brandis every 15 minutes, uh, during which time Brandis lay bleeding in the bath, later, Brandis got out of the bath and collapsed, falling into unconsciousness due to his blood loss. Because well, or the 25 so sleeping pills. Yeah. Now, then Arben, you know, he has to drag him up the stairs because Brandis can't walk there. Now, don't he... They, aren't you... Aren't you... I mean, isn't... Don't people kill themselves? Isn't that what they... Like, if they cut, cut their wrist or something, don't they... Don't they do it a lot of times in a uh, a bathtub so the warm water will... Yes. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, Nina? Yeah. yeah. Well, it contains the mess, too, and the warm water keeps your blood flowing. Cold water... Makes things constrict. Warm water opens them up. Yeah, I did not know that. You See, learn you learn new something things every time yeah. you listen to history tweets. New things each time. It's amazing. Am am I? And and listeners, just check yourself, male listeners here. And Timmy, you can answer this. Am I the only one that subconsciously reached down and held their hand over that junk here <laughs> during this whole episode? I, I I've got my there was legs junk shielding. Lost, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm, yeah. Got, we need like you know what you're getting for um, for Bo. Uh, I need little, a raptor yeah, shield. Bo. Yeah, raptor we need shield. A penis for that. shield. <laughs> we need a penis shield. Yeah, I think they're called cups, Timmy. I think that's what they're called. <laughs> well, I've seen them before on the, the internet. They have little spikes on them and things. I think I've yeah. seen them. I need to protect that. Well, he's drifting out in and out. And uh, now, after some hesitation and some prayer, Amon killed him by stabbing him in the throat. Well, after which, he hung the body appropriately on a meat hook. All right, hold on. We don't have a meat hook at our house. Do either of you have a meat hook <laughs> somewhere, like in the garage or? You you say you know you say that in such a judging way. No, know? no, 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 no judgment. Just I just feel like having a meat hook is an unusual feature for a home. Well, I have a meat hook, but that's because I you know I, I used to box and I I would hang up a big meat, big slab of meat and beat it up. So you used to. I but, just think you know, that's like Rocky. You know, he would oh. in the. In the yeah, but you know, sometimes I have to improvise and just you know beat up a ham sandwich or something. But <laughs> slap it around. I think a it's a strange bit. question, yeah. so I'm not even going to answer it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but he hangs his body on a meat hook. Now, this was recorded on a four-hour videotape. Um, now, Armin ate the corpse over the next ten months, 
He must have salted this pretty good. Storing oh, so body parts enough, in his freezer. Enough, yeah, he had enough to last him over the winter, which is yeah. good. I mean, because you never know how long it'll take you to find you another, another person. He consumed up to 44 pounds of this flesh. Now, the video is capturing I wonder if he, I wonder if he, uh, wonder if he picked up any weight. Well, it's all protein. So, oh. yeah, he probably, mm-hmm. he was ketoing it, Timmy. He was, if you're going to go on, this is hardcore keto right here is what this is, Timmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the, I'm thinking the, you know what? I think I'm thinking the penis probably tastes like uh, fried bologna or something. Am I, I wrong, Colonel? Like yeah. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm not really even speculating on what penis okay, tastes like. Okay. Um, now, <laughs> I, I never have, I, I didn't have my mother behind me saying, he will eat your penis. So. <laughs> but. He then began to eat the human cuisine that he prepared for himself. Now the video captures Armin serving himself serving himself human with salt, pepper, nutmeg, and garlic. Now for sides he had croquettes, Brussels Princess. sprouts, Princess croquettes. What are those? I actually the, looked up princess croquettes because i was super curious and this term seems to be unique to this case and it's thought that he actually made duchess potatoes and duchess potatoes are Mm. delicious it's a mashed potato with a little egg yolk a little seasoning that's then piped onto a pan and baked they're they're quite good so it was an excellent side I'll well, just eat the potato do chip. you think like all the other cannibals like on the website are like all high fiving him and stuff because like he, you know what I mean? Like was they're he probably judging he get... his side his side choices and his preparation choices? <laughs> maybe, maybe. And this is the important part. He had a South African red wine with this. Oh. Now, once he got done with all this, he packaged the leftovers and he went back to his keyboard in hopes of looking for another victim. In one online discussion group, Armin openly discusses his experience. And he says, once you taste human flesh, you start to crave it all day. They're basically like uh, good and plenty, Timmy. Once you eat a good and plenty, you gotta eat the goddamn things all day. Isn't Uh, that licorice flavored? It's black licorice. Yeah, good and plenty. Yeah. You know, and they just found out, I just read a story the other day of a man who died after eating, went into a grocery store and to, you know, his little stop and go on the way to work and bought a uh, a bag of licorice, black licorice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I haven't had licorice since he was a kid. Well, he got into the habit of every morning going in there and uh, buying it. And after a week and a half died. The licorice, the licorice killed him? It did. Licorice has a chemical in it that's bad for your heart. And if you are predisposed or inclined to uh, high blood pressure or heart disease, this if you keep eating it and keep eating it and keep eating it, and he wasn't eating inordinate amounts, uh, he actually, he really died. That's not a... It's not an urban Jesus legend. Christ. It just happened Looks about like a week ago. like they would have ago. a label on them or something. Actually, the FDA is considering labeling black licorice. Now, I think they ought to label candy corn, but um, but apparently mm. candy corn can't kill you. But anyway, once he, he said, once you taste human flesh, you can never go back. 
So although most of his online friends thought he was lying about his experience, others were not so sure. And one online friend of Armin found his flesh-eating online confessions so detailed and disturbing that he contacted the authorities. Little rap bastard. See, that <laughs> you just can't. You just can't have any fun anymore because you got your mom following saying you're homosexual and you got other people turning you into the police. So it's just, why can't people let just Armin be Armin? You know, just let him go. I, I completely agree. I wonder, go continue, Colonel. I mean, you I'm know, just wondering when, when he ends up in prison, if they, they do a you know cell check every night for his cellmate. You know, we've oh, read God. this whole thing. <laughs> well, once authorities began their investigation, Armin quickly confessed to what he had done. Now, Armin didn't seem at all ashamed of this. And by the time he was caught, he'd already consumed over 45 pounds of human flesh. Following his confession, Armin told the authorities that it tasted exactly like pork. Now, in Germany, there are no laws against cannibalism, and because of this, Armin was initially only given an eight-and-a-half-year sentence for a mercy killing. After reviewing the video and communication between Armin and Brandes, investigators determined the murder was consensual. The judge ruled that Brandes had given consent, and both parties were merely just disturbed individuals. So the court considered... This murder was a mercy killing. Now, this sparked an outrage from Brandis' family and the community in general. Now, he was sent in for a retrial where he received a life sentence for murder, Timmy. What do you think about that? Well, I think that uh, it makes more sense than a mercy killing. How is it a mercy killing? Yeah, that's not a mercy killing. No. Well, he's still currently locked away in prison. And uh, in 2009, he announced to me that he was going to become a vegetarian. <laughs> Police that's, estimate... That's probably, good, that's probably a good choice. Around 10,000 people in Germany alone share his fascination with cannibalism. Eating human flesh or being eating. Now, we've had this whole story, Timmy, about a guy who chops off a penis, sautés it, throws the rest in the freezer, salts some down, makes jer jerky. And the most fucked up part of this story is the mother saying, let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, up to the point where he cuts the guy's dick off, I mean, he's he, he, he's... You know, I feel kind of sorry for him, but you know, yeah. I mean, I you can he understand why he's he did cross the line. Well, his mother <laughs> metaphorically had cut his penis off a thousand times and eaten it. So, so you think that was yeah. it? So it wasn't was... all that strange to him. Mm. All right, Nina, what's your final thoughts on Armin Muse, the monster of Rottenburg? You know, I think it's really good that he's going to be in prison for a long time, and I think it's really ironic that he became a vegetarian. I would imagine that since he can't have human flesh, he doesn't want any flesh at all, ever. He's done. I I think that's I think that was a wise choice by him, but I still would keep my you know I still wouldn't want to be his cellmate. No, no. and 
You no, know, no. I really wouldn't even. I'd keep my eye on him in the mess hall too, Colonel. <laughs> yeah, I would. Wake up one night with an apple in your mouth, like. What the fuck is <laughs> <on an apple? laughs> yeah. Why do they do that? By the way, why do they when they're you know like when you always see these you know these uh, cartoons decorative. or whatever. Yeah, and they always got this. Uh, they, whenever they're about cannibals about to eat somebody, they put a apple in their mouth. They put an apple in their mouth, but they never. They yeah, they never shove <laughs> a carrot up its ass or anything like that. They just put an apple in their mouth. You don't know that there's not, not a carrot up there. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. You know, you and Bugs Bunny, never... he's a cool motherfucker. He just sits there in that pot and chews on his carrot. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. what's up, Doc? You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He don't. He don't stress it none. No, uh, Colonel. What's your final thoughts on this uh, uh, cannibal? You know, I just think you got to let Armin be Armin, Timmy. I just yeah. think he's. You know, the poor bastard got followed around by his mama on dates. Couldn't even join the military. She was chasing him around, calling him a homosexual. So, which you know, it's kind of back a, in she the, was a kind of a fatal attraction thing. He should have probably married her. And then he stole all of her money. You will not ignore me. So I will not be ignored. <laughs> well, he was getting the money anyway. It's not like well, she had true, anybody else to give a, it to. Yeah. I just, maybe, you know, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe she wasn't his type. Right. Yeah. Well, Nina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for and, coming. Uh, it was we, so much more pleasant than having that other... Uh, Shrew, really. Uh, oh, I wish Brandy a, a speedy recovery, and I hope that uh, rehab takes this time. It well, won't. Well, it won't. It won't. It won't. It won't. But believe it we've won't. been dealing with this for years. Yeah. And uh, but we're glad that you were here and you were willing to to sit in and uh, tell us again the all the wonderful podcasts that you host, uh, so our listeners can check them out. Well, you can find me for sure on Already Gone or on Deadball, which I do with the two and, of you. And Dreaming with yes. Nina. Yes, you do. And Sleeping with Nina is what we're going to call it, Colonel. <laughs> that, um, that's what I call it anyway, Timmy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank every. Uh, we, we will thank do, do shout outs. We will do shout outs next week because Colonel has, does not have the list. But thank you. Thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, all one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Urge just a wee little bit to me. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye. Good day. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.